0: Whether you're buying a new car, a used car, or refinancing your current car, FedChoice Federal Credit Union could help save you money. FedChoice makes buying a car so easy that you can do everything right from your smartphone or on a computer. Become a member today and you can take advantage of their great rates and financing options. Find out more at FedChoice.org. That's FedChoice.org. Membership open to federal employees including contractors and their families. FedChoice Federal Credit Union, insured by NCUA.
1: gone absent away lost disappeared astray removed unaccounted for there are many words you can use when someone is missing but which one accurately describes what happened to terrence woods the 27 year old world traveling video and film producer never came home from his last shoot in the idaho wilderness there are so many questions surrounding the odd circumstances like Did he really just run down a cliff and vanish without a trace over the last five episodes we've been working to answer some of those questions through interviews with terrence's family and friends the local sheriff and others who have been intertwined in this mystery each memory each new detail like a dab of paint on an artist's brush adding form and texture, the layers of information building on the canvas of Terence Wood's life until a broader image emerges. But the picture here still isn't clear. There are glaring blank spots and it's becoming like something of an optical illusion. What you see might just depend on your perspective. You know that Terence's father and mother don't believe their son had some kind of a mental episode that caused him to snap partially because he was making reasonable organized plans. He texted his father that he'd be coming home from the Lost mind shoot near Oregrand, Idaho on October 10th, several weeks earlier than scheduled. The production company, Raw TV, made arrangements and gave Terrence an airline ticket home. His mother told us Terrence wanted to be with her for some medical tests she had scheduled and that he texted her, quote, what time do I need to be at the hospital on the 11th, end quote. He let his parents know when he arrived in Idaho on October 4th, then texted the morning of October 5th, 5.44 a.m., just before he set out with the production crew for the day-long shoot at an abandoned gold mine. Every person we talked to, even those in Idaho, called the story bizarre, strange, and fishy, and said that no one would believe it if it weren't for the Idaho locals who were with the crew that day. As you've heard from the detective's notes, the last person to speak with Terrence was a woman named Cherie. But no one has publicly heard her account until now.
0: It is bizarre. And and I was saying, you know, if somebody didn't know us or didn't know the group or whatever, they would think, wow, did they do something, you know, to him and... You know, an accident happened and covered up. I mean, because it was so bizarre. And the behavior of this kid was just out of the blue. I mean, it was... If someone said, oh, like they thought, oh, he just snapped. After talking to him, that's hard for me to believe.
1: It took many months and a lot of communications to finally locate Cherie and record an interview. Cherie and her husband own a power sports company in Grangeville, Idaho. They were hired by Raw TV to help with transporting the crew and equipment on all-terrain vehicles to the mine site.
0: I'll just tell you what my day with him was. Okay, it was on Friday. And we all met at our shop. And before we even left, we all gathered in a circle. We all prayed for the day, the whole thing. So my husband and I both, we wrote, I drove him in the side by side and my husband drove with him in the side by side.
1: The crew motored their way up the mountain on Oro Grand Dixie Road, climbing to more than 6,000 feet above sea level. That's like five Empire State buildings stacked on top of each other.
0: The whole day was was perfect. I mean, from when we started, it was just everybody was having a good time. It was nice. Everybody was really nice to one another. The crew was was really a nice crew. Everybody was everybody was was fine. Everybody just they were. I don't know. We had lunch. We would talk. We'd laugh. Um, Simon was, I mean, Terrence was included in all of it.
1: Cherie is fascinating to talk to, full of information and emotion. She tells me how the road zigzags higher and higher with steep canyons on either side. At each right-hand turn, there are unmarked access roads leading to different portions of the mine. She says Dave Turin and some of the production crew went down each finger road, as she called it, to do a bit of filming for the show.
0: They were just gathering rocks and stuff so they could crush it and see what the amount of gold to make it to see if they were going to uh, mine it if there was enough gold in the in the bear in the um the what do you call them buckets if they had enough in the buckets then they would come back and they would use this they would mine it and so they were gathering buckets of rocks. Each, each little finger, they would take more and more and more all the way up.
1: She confirms what I'd seen in the intro video on the Discovery Go app, that some filming was done about 10 feet into a mine shaft. I'm told Terrence was not involved in that part. He did seem, according to Cherie, a bit distracted during the day.
0: Like Simon would ask him to get something for him. And I'm sitting there watching, and Simon was being very patient and say, T- Terrence, get me my my lens out of that bag right there. And he'd be shuffling around, the bag would be right in front of him. And he'd say, can you get me the, you know, my lens? And finally Simon would go over there and say, Terrence, right here, and get the lens. And I'm, and so... I asked him, I asked Terrence when I was I said, well, how, how did you get this job? He says, well, I answered an ad. I said, oh, okay. And so I'm, I'm just thinking, okay, he must have just got this job, but apparently he didn't. And getting a, a sweatshirt, Terrence, get, get a t- sweatshirt. He couldn't even, he, it was right in front of him. It's right there. Get a sweatshirt.
1: I asked Cherie about some people wondering if Terrence was being bullied or treated harshly. She shuts that down.
0: And the things that he was messing up with, like grabbing the the drone. I mean, that's expensive equipment, a drone. And Terrence tried to grab it out of the air with his hands. And they're like, no, 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 That can, you that, you you can get hurt from that." They weren't thinking about it. They were thinking about him. You could, you know, your fingers could be cut off. You, and they were super nice. I mean, it, and Simon, patient as can be. So for them to think that that they were mean or cause him to snap is not true. Yeah. We were there the whole time, the whole time, and and it's it's not true. The last
1: segment of the shoot was wrapping up close to five p.m., about an hour and a half before sunset. And.
0: The crew was down at the f- at the end of the finger, except for Simon, a friend of mine, Janelle, Terence, and myself. We were at the truck. I We were all talking in this circle, and I was asking questions about the show, because we watch a lot of the yeah. shows that that, that that production company does. Mm-hmm. We watch a lot of them. So I was asking questions on all the stuff. And then my friend, Janelle, asked, Simon, can I can I charge my cell phone in your in your car? So he says yes. So they both go into into the um, suburban, and they start, and they're in there. She's charging her phone, and so I'm talking with, with Terrence.
1: She says Terrence began talking about his family.
0: He goes on to tell me that he was estranged from his family, and that. And all through the day, let me back up, all through the day, he was painting this picture of coming from this dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. Like, they have, you know, that he, he was talking about, I don't even have a car, I I don't have money, and, my, and I asked him, well, what about your family? Oh, they're in no position to help me, and they wouldn't help me anyway, and... He was painting this big, this picture the whole day. And then so at the end of the day, and we were talking, and he said, he said to me, um, I followed him over to the truck, and he said, my, I'm going back to, to make things right with my family. That's what he said. And I said, that, that's really good, Terrence. That's really good that you're, that you're that you're doing this. And he turned around because he was getting something out of the truck. I don't know what it was. And then he turned around to me and he looked at me really weird, like, what? Like, what did you just say? Type thing. And I just brush it off like and turn around. And then the crew came back. Yay, we're done for the day. We're done for the day. You know? So we were standing there and he was standing at the edge of the cliff. It was like the embankment and he had asked me if he'd go to the bathroom, whatever. And so I turned around, but before he, he put his... He had a um, walkie-talkie with him, and he set it down on the ground. And so I turned around. When I turned around, Simon was watching him from his, from his car because he was facing that way. And when I turned around, all of a sudden, Simon flew the... The door open and started screaming after Terrence, and it was like what? So, Sy- um, Simon ran after and kept saying, "Terrence, stop! Terrence, stop!" Which was confusing because we thought he fell down the hill. We thought he fell. He stopped, Terrence, stop! And so, you could hear trees breaking. You could hear all the stuff, and then the other guys started after him. Running down the hill, also. And then we're at the top, the rest of the crew waiting. And then they came back up, and Simon says, We've got a runner. We just kind of like looked at each other. What? A runner? He said, I've seen this before. He snapped.
1: According to Cherie, Simon then divided the group into teams. One team went searching for a phone to call the sheriff, while the rest took the ATVs down to the lower section of road to search. She says Simon told everyone not to call Terrence's name, believing from his search and rescue training that if Terrence was in the middle of a psychotic break, it would make him only run further. Because
0: when those guys came back up from running after him, they were all cut up and bruised, and they you know from from the trees and everything that was down from this heavy brush, there was pine trees and down trees and I mean it wasn't just some smooth uh, embankment going down the hillside. It was a mess and it was it's a miracle if he got down without getting hurt. Yeah. So my husband's belief was that he was hurt. He was impaled or something going down the cell. So he perched himself up there and was listening. And you could hear the squirrels, you could hear the animal, you could hear everything. And he could not hear one. He thought he could hear, would be able to hear Terrence moaning or something. Right. He heard nothing, nothing at all.
1: They stayed past dark, then went to meet up with the crew members who had set up base at a cabin in Ora Grande, four miles downhill. That's the cabin belonging to retired DEA agent Bob McGuire, the cabin that, if you recall from episode five, Benny and Marianne York took them to so they could use Bob's Wi-Fi phone.
0: So Simon automatically set up a base on the phone. I mean, the guy was on it. He was contacting, doing everything that he knew possible. Simon never stopped. He didn't even sleep. He was up. All day, all night, trying to get find this kid. Do whatever it took. And I guess he has experience in this. I think that's what he did in England at one Mm -hmm. point. Rescue, search and rescue or something. So he was on it. If you had anybody, I would volunteer him for any search and rescue thing again. Because he's like on it on every detail. And he called... He was on the phone to anybody he could find God. to find out anything about about this kid.
1: It started to snow heavily. Search teams who had gone back up the mountain called it in for the night. Then they all started back the next morning and continued for days, the tracker dogs and ATV crews coming up empty. Billy and myself,
0: we believe it was like they're looking in the wrong direction because he was... He was um, running at an angle down the hill towards let's say the north i think it's the north and they were looking to the south and we went back up there and it's like okay let's retrace the whole the angle that he was running just let's go straight down that way so we did we went down and we had seen a place where it looked like somebody had grabbed a was grabbed onto a branch and sat down you could see where a place was like where you were sitting and then two feet heels were dug into the to the ground and so and the dogs they weren't looking in the right place so we convinced them to go look on the other way, other side so they got this experienced dog and that we didn't tell them anything and they that dog went straight to that place that was the only thing that he had picked up right there and so they took the branch because they said they can get fingerprints or dna off of that tree branch so they p- took that branch or whatever and then i was told you that my husband and i we were driving when we left we saw the sheriff's truck or whatever and that branch was in the back of the truck and we saw it fly at the back of the truck <laughs> if that was the right one i we don't know but we said well there goes some evidence
1: The sheriff's department has not yet confirmed that for me, but even if that did happen, lost evidence of what? It might tell us that Terrence had gone that way, but it can't say why. And since that moment, everyone has been looking for clues to try to make sense of it all.
0: Billy and and Nathan went back to town to see if he had gone back to the room. So they went to his room and they found, you know, his computer was there. His jacket was laying on the bed with his, it was weird. He said it was weird. He said he walked in and his jacket was on the bed and it looked like a crucifix. That's what they, I mean, this is Billy. And then they, there was no, they were looking for medicine and seeing if he had, if he was taking any drugs or anything, but they didn't find anything. They found allergy medicine, something like that. That was it nothing, nothing. And his bag was all packed. Everything was packed and ready
1: to go. The private investigator who was hired by Terrence's dad told me recently that Terrence's hotel room curtains had been taped shut. Maybe that's a sign of something odd. Some people could take those clues, those puzzle pieces, and connect them along those lines. Or maybe it's nothing more than Terrence just trying to keep the light out. Terrence's family, still in the early stages of the grief process, might arrange the clues differently. His father admits that it's easier to believe that some external actions caused their son to disappear.
2: He if we would have bought him home. We would have to deal with it and take it from there. But right now, no. You know, then you, know, you see movies on TV, that'll help you. <laughs> Start thinking real crazy stuff. But.
1: Some of our Missing Pieces Facebook group who have been following along with this podcast have sent in links to articles suggesting a kind of missing persons cluster in Idaho County among other alleged clusters in the United States. So what could be other explanations? Well, maybe it was altitude sickness. According to the Institute for Altitude Medicine at Telluride, that's not unheard of at 6,500 feet if someone is sensitive to elevation changes. Maybe that could explain Terrence's confusion or distracted behavior. Maybe he did take a bad step and fell down the canyon. Benny York told us the slope was incredibly steep, so momentum alone would have someone going pretty fast, just trying to stay upright, running head over heels, like a hare, as Simon G., the production manager, described. Then maybe plunging deep into an unmarked vent hole, like Benny believes? Cherie has another theory. It's based on her interactions with Terrence, which she says didn't seem strange.
0: Not at all. That's why. That's what was so weird because being with him and the things that he was doing, the um, the tasks. I mean, when I look back, it's like the things that they were they were asking him to do. It was like he was distracted because Terrence, get me the lenses. The lens case. His hand was almost on the lens case, and he was just like. Didn't didn't get it. Clarence, get us a sweatshirt. Sweatshirt right there. Was it's as if his mind was someplace else. That's what it seemed like. And then I mean after, when you think about it later, you're like gosh. And when and then I think about it, the reason I thought okay, he planned this. That was in my mind all the whole time because of the way he was acting like. He planned this. He knew what he was going to do because he took something out. I don't know what he took out of the truck, but when I was standing there with him, when when he told me that he was going back home to make things right with his family, that's what he said to me. He was taking something out of the truck. I don't know what, before he left, before he ran down that hill, he took something out of that truck. And it just, to me, this is my pain. I don't have any medical experience. I don't have any of this snapping stuff that this guy, that Simon says. But as a layperson watching this, it was like, this kid planned this. The whole time, I thought, this kid planned this. this. This guy's long gone.
1: At this point, given all the information we have so far, you're probably thinking there is no way. It's a completely preposterous theory, and I'd be right there with you, except for this.
2: We've been in this chat. Um, we talk often on it, but last time he um, talked on it was like a week before. And then, obviously, me and my friend haven't haven't sent anything in, in that group. Um, we've been messaging together, um, and then she dropped me a message. She took a screenshot of our group and circled the fact that it says Terrence has left the group. And she was like, how is that even possible?
1: That message showed up on the phone of Sherlyn Andrew Wilfred, dated February 4th, 2019, four months after Terrence vanished. Sherlyn is a close friend of Terrence's in London. They were colleagues at The Voice UK, and she tells me Terrence was like a brother to her.
2: Terrence got a joke as a runner um, where i worked, um and it was pretty much just a a standard relationship with someone that you work with i'm I'm of like two ranks above him i guess so i had to him around a little bit but i think quite quickly we realized that um, we actually quite like each other um we'd have lunch with everyone and he'd be invited um yeah, like, he quickly became a really good friend. The only thing he used to tell me and the other guy that I used to work with is that he wished that he met us earlier because I think he was just starting to have fun while being in London.
1: Last summer, things suddenly changed.
2: Yeah, so I'll remember this. So I invited him and our mutual friend to my house. Um, I cooked in the meal because he didn't eat he eat home cooked meals often. Um, so I cooked to him and, and a meal, and we were just having fun, enjoying ourselves, dancing around. And then I I don't know how it got into the subject, but he was acting a bit different. And I I don't know how I got to know him relatively quickly and well, quite well, um, quite quickly. Uh, you know you know what I'm trying to say. I don't know how I got sure. to know him that well. Um, and I was just like, I feel like you've, you've done something. And then he pulled a face, and I was like, Oh my God, you're going back to America. <laughs> I just guessed it. And he was like, Yeah, like pretty much. <laughs> mm. And I, d- I don't know if it's the right decision, but I'm going back. I think I'm going to spend some time in New York and stuff. And I was like, I was like, I think you're going to regret the season. I was just shocked. I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe you're going back to America. And I can't, I just couldn't believe it. And then lo and behold, a few months after he, he made back, he was like, yeah, I shouldn't have come back, but I'm going to make do with this stuff.
1: They kept in touch through group chats, texts, and calls on the messaging service WhatsApp. They last communicated about a week before Terrence's flight to Montana. And then?
2: So we were in our sort of busiest time period at The Voice um, filming the blind auditions. Um, So I'm working flat out on our first day, I think it was. And I got to leave a bit earlier because I started so early. And I was at dinner with my friend and my boss Randy, and I was like, God, I've done something wrong or whatever. And she was just like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but um we've had parents who've gone missing um like she was contacted for to get mexican details or something um and i was just i was just like what what mm. <laughs> what no um right. and she's like yeah like just I've, I, you know, I, I know that you were close to him and if you, if you need to talk more time off just let me know and I was just like well, this this is ridiculous like I don't know what you're talking about and I went straight onto his Facebook and I saw some people had written some stuff on this wall and then the, the floods of people that knew that I was close to him just texted me being like have you heard about Terrence and I'm just like what the hell I, 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 I couldn't believe it at first because Literally, I spoke to him a week ago or, or so, and he was going on this trip, and I was just expecting to hear from him later.
1: After months of nothing, seeing that notification Terrence has left pop up on their group chat, it stunned Sherlyn.
2: It just seems too strange. Um, it, it's very strange. I mean, it's very unlikely that someone would have a phone and be able to get in through the layer of security, you know, in a phone. Like I, I don't think he had a very high tech phone. He's probably he's, he's not got a thumbprint. There's probably a passcode from from the past phones that he had. Like it, that seems less unlikely than him having having a phone. But my God, if Terence was hiding somewhere,
1: I sent a message to WhatsApp asking for technical information about group chats. Of course, the company can't tell me anything about Terence's account specifically. In general, though, I was told that accounts without any activity for 45 days can get deactivated. Then Sherlyn sent me something else. Just on a whim, she tried to text Terrence on WhatsApp again. This time, the notification said, quote, Terrence Woods registered as a business account. That was June 30th, 2019. Could be just another technical quirk could be something more. Access to Terrence's cell phone data would be one way to rule that out. Finding a body would be another. Here's one more thing if you really want to let your mind wander. Do an internet search for How to Disappear. The first thing that comes up is a website called Skilled Survival. If you scroll down, you'll see an illustration of a guy fleeing into the wilderness. Kind of eerie now knowing that Terrence ran off in a similar way. There's a couple of planning tips. Slowly start cutting ties to your old life. Avoid a lease. Become unbanked. Kill your social media accounts. Cancel your phone. Ditch your car. Compile all of your IDs, social security card, passport, and personal documents. Terrence did write in his journal about the Great Reset as he called it, listing reasons such as quote excuse to lose contact with people you shouldn't be in touch with end quote and want to be left alone and make enough money and live comfortably. And as painful as this might be for his family to hear, quote, time to find a new unconditional family, end quote. He had no mortgage or lease, no car, a bank account in London, a prepaid mobile phone, which was never found. Terence's wallet and passport are missing too. 44 hours passed from the time Terence disappeared to the time his name was entered into the NCIC missing persons database. Law enforcement sources tell me it's pretty standard for agencies to wait at least 24 hours. But if you believe that Terrence could have made it out of the canyon and to the road, 44 hours is certainly enough time to get out of Idaho unnoticed. Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. Still everyone who's been touched by this story wants to hold out hope.
0: I would hope, up, hope that one one day he's just gonna show up. That's why I always look. Every now and then I look online. As Terence Wood's been found, I don't know. I don't. I think he's. I think he's alive. I
2: think he's somewhere out there. I know he, he really loved his mom. I just want them to know like how close I was to him, is to him. Yeah. And although I can't help with anything, you know, we. I've got memories of that boy, and I need to talk to someone about it. And you know, if, if ever they want to talk, like I'm here.
1: So, just in case. Terrence, if you are out there listening, know that you are loved, know that you are deeply missed, and please call your parents.